Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast, my colleague and good friend, certified practice advisor, Austin Tennant with Law Firm Success Group and a fantastic business coach. Austin, welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. Alay, always a pleasure to join you on your podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. And today we're breaking down a podcast episode that we did. We'll have the full link to it in the show notes, but this is one of our favorites. And we wanted to share some uh, just insights we had from listening to it, as well as maybe taking some of the, the ideas a step further. So the name of the podcast is Level 3 Niche Marketing with Ken Levinson. That's the name of the episode. Austin, I'm going to ask you to come in here, but first I want to explain the level three niche concept to the attorney entrepreneurs that are listening. So you've probably heard about niche marketing and how important it is to find your niche or your niche, if you rather. Um, But maybe level three isn't something you've heard about. We've talked about it a lot here. And the idea behind that, if we take take personal injury, uh, a level one niche would be to say, I'm a personal injury attorney. A level two niche would be to say, I'm a personal injury attorney that specializes in in auto collisions. A level three niche is what my friend Ken Levinson does, which he says, I'm a personal injury attorney who specializes in collisions involving involving trucks. So catastrophic accidents involving trucks. That's an example of a level three niche. It is hyper specific. And Ken laid out some really cool ideas in the podcast episode when we interviewed him. Austin, as you listened to it, what were some of the things that stood out for you? So uh, I'm a big fan of market segmentation, getting and narrowing it down. But I'm telling you, uh, Ken did an unbelievable job of that example that you gave about, you you know, playing in the collision space. But he said, why is that important? And then we've talked about it on other episodes, like, you know, deep domain, deep, narrow domain expertise. How do we set ourselves out as being un- unique? What really resonated with me when I listened to his, uh, his podcast was he said, hey, look, you know, when, when you're talking about auto collisions, it's a, you know, it's a two or three ton vehicle interacting with another two or three ton vehicle. Right. So it's kind of a level, somewhat of a level playing field. But when you talk about a, a, a big rig, an 18-wheeler, you've got 80,000 pounds of force that's impacting on an individual, a, a, um, a, um, uh, another car, or maybe even another truck. So the, the geometry, the science, all that is dramatically different if you were just talking about car on car. And what I really like what he said was, hey, look, because of the uniqueness or the, the narrow specialization he's attached, he's created this network of experts who can talk, who can draw up and talk about uh, that level of force being exerted on something, you know, a little bit less or dramatically less and that sort of thing. So I thought it was just very, very powerful. Uh, again, how he said, I've got this narrow niche, but then I rely on my ecosystem of partners to help get me across the finish line when, we're, when we take the, that, that opportunity, that matter to trial or to uh, mediation. 
Yeah. Thanks for laying that case out. And uh, one of the things I always like to find out from attorneys is how they, you know, if they have a niche, how they discovered their niche. And in the case of Ken, it was, it was pretty practical, kind of like how I did. Uh, he took on some of these cases. And as you said, really dug into what was involved and realized, oh my gosh, uh, this is something that requires a lot of expertise in uh, these families really need my help. And I enjoy you know, working on these types of cases. So I'm going to focus on those. Uh, very much like me, I ended up, you know, uh, I was industry agnostic when I started my coaching practice, as you know, Austin, and uh, yes. over the over the years, um, I realized that half my clients were law firms and half my clients were every other business. And so I just focused on law firms. And, um, and that's, you know, that was several years ago now today. So that is sort of the pragmatic way of doing things. I wish, you know, Ken and I could both say that we did all this fancy strategizing and and really came up with this brilliant strategy, but it just kind of was something that we both fell into. But fortunately, there's other ways to do it. And so Austin, what are some of the things that you do when you're working with a client to help figure out what their niche is? I mean, we could easily run some sort of a Google survey or something, ask them a bunch of questions, that sort of thing. But the thing that, and, and, and Ken talked about this a little bit as well, and I kind of did this as well. What is it how do we get to what people are passionate about? And, uh, you know, everybody, you know, not everybody, I mean, many people say, oh, I'm passionate about this, that, the other thing. But are you really? Is Are you passionate enough that you're willing to go down the path of the process to, to make that happen? So I was working with a, a, a new client not that long, that long ago. And what, and what was interesting, so I asked her, um, you know, a couple questions around, what are you uniquely qualified to do? It was one of those, um, you know, here's where I play. I, I can do all this stuff. And I said, no, no, no. I really need to understand where you are best in class, maybe top four or 5% of what you do across this kind of laundry list of things that you put on your website, you show us service offerings and so on and so forth. And um, really, really, really struggled trying to figure it out. And I know you've said, you've mentioned it in, in a couple of other podcasts, Olay, that you know, this is kind of the opportunity where it makes sense to work with somebody maybe outside your firm or, 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 or somebody maybe who's kind of agnostic to, to what it is that you do. Because it was through the, the dialogue, the questioning process that we were able to draw out what her true passions were. And we ended up with something that was, this, was absolutely fabulous, but it's one of those things she would have never gotten there by herself because she's just caught up in the day-to-day of doing and not taking any time to take a step back and say, okay, where are my priorities or, where, or, or what really creates joy for me in, in all the things that are on, on my plate? And so that's kind of, first of all, what is it that you're really, really passionate about and, uh, and where you can help? And the one thing, just one other thing, the one thing I liked about Ken, when Ken was sort of describing how he goes about this, he attaches these really cool or very important emotional words to create feelings for not just for himself, but for his potential clients as well. And I think that's just so powerful. Yeah, Ken is uh, is truly a gem and I encourage you all to listen to the podcast. We'll put a link to it in the show notes. And one of the things we do, as Austin mentioned, when we work with our clients one-on-one, because it is a one-on-one type of a conversation to figure this out, we have a tool called Aligned Marketing that we take our clients through. We help them figure out three things. One is what is their message that they should be broadcasting out into the world about their law practice? Uh, it's unique to every person. The second is what is the market 
that's going to receive that message in a positive way and really value that message. And the third is the marketing. What are the marketing tactics that allow you to take your message and broadcast that message effectively to your market? And those are going to be different for every attorney and every law firm. And that's one of the things that, that we sit down and we help uh, help people out. Austin, speaking of marketing, <laughs> so Ken's now in a position where he's figured out his niche and now he's got to market it. And Ken does a great job of, as I call it, breaking through the noise. Um, personal injury is super competitive for an advertising perspective, but he's been able to do that. And just as a quick demonstration of the power of how the niche helps him do that, we're just going to do a quick quiz here uh, between you and I, Austin. So so I live in California and I work with attorneys you know, all day long and I work with attorneys all over the country. I know one and only one attorney that specializes in uh, personal injury involving trucks, and that's Ken Levinson in Chicago. Austin, how many attorneys do you know that specialize in personal injury for trucking collisions and you're in Houston? One. And, and let me tell you a little about, about him. This guy, uh, so I've lived in Houston probably 24 years, and this guy has been on TV probably most of those 24 years. He's got this, he calls himself the hammer. And um, and that's all he talks about is probably not all he talks about. He he was a PI guy, kind of more general purpose PI, but here in the later years, he's really focused, he's niched down. He only talks about big wheel trucks and accidents. And so I know one. Yeah. So between the two of us, I'm in California, you're in Texas. Uh, between the two of us, we only know two attorneys across the country that do this kind of work. That right there is a demonstration of the power of a niche. Right. So Austin, when you heard about the marketing that Ken is doing to break through the noise, what were some of the things that really stood out to you? Well, I think that he's, you know, it's a couple things, that he's really dedicated to his niche and that's, and that's what he does and he stands by it. But the thing that I just thought was just absolutely fascinating is that he's done a really good job of uh, going across state borders and sharing with people, his other attorneys, his expertise. Because it's just like you said, I know one, you know one. The typical attorney probably only knows one, maybe one and a half, right? And so he talked about how he's able to go basically on these national speaking circuits, share his expertise. And then when he's back in his home office, the phone rings because Hey, I don't know any other <laughs> attorneys who specialize in, you know, in 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 uh, eighteen wheeler uh, car crashes. Which are you are you open to being a resource to what I'm doing here in this state, this locale, so on and so forth. So it's just by having that sort of narrow focus, as opposed to the guy who says, "Hey, we're we're a full service law firm and you know, we do a little bit of everything." How much more powerful is that message when a need comes across an attorney's table and says? I know a guy, right? <laughs> yeah. And he's certainly the only one that they know in Chicago. Like uh, you know, because they're out of state, they're not going to know anybody except for Ken because he spoke at their bar association meeting or their, or gave a, a, gave a seminar or what have you. Yeah. So he's very powerful, very powerful, powerfully combining speaking with an out of state marketing strategy. And then he's also doing everything he can to stay, stay top of mind with regards to social media and email. And Austin, as you know, being an attorney is it's an event driven business. When something comes up, people think, oh, now I need to call an attorney. And that's when they start looking. So Austin, tell me about 
you know, what are some of the things that people can do to stay top of mind so that when their potential client has a need, their client remembers them, reaches out and places a call. Yeah, so there, therein lies the challenge. As we, you and I both work with clients of different industries and that sort of thing. And so what, what, what do they normally like? What do they normally share with us when we ask them about where they are with their marketing activities? Well, I, I really like doing the work. But I just, but this whole client acquisition thing just doesn't work for me, right? And so that's the commitment, the opportunity, you know, the, the declaration that we take on when we say we're going to be, we're going to work for ourselves or we're going to private practice. So uh, I think Kent, I think a, a partial page out of Ken's playbook, marketing playbook, his whole idea of uh, getting out and giving talks to other bar associations, getting in front of other attorneys, absolutely fabulous because, I mean, who's going to refer him? 89% of the time, it's going to be another, another attorney. I think he also mentioned that he does a little bit of some social media. So, I, you know, there's there's a lot of free things that all of us can do. Things like writing writing blogs, regular posting, or, or probably one of the easiest things you can do is if you respond or post or respond to other people's posting on some matter or issue that's a near and dear to your heart or, or, or specifically in your narrow uh, niche, niche area. I think getting out and just speaking to uh, students uh, people are thinking about the, the, the profession of law and that sort of thing and then what you do, how you do it, how you do it, do it differently. As a coach, I went out and spoke to the local law school, helping them with their first, second, third, second, third year students, helping them with their personal branding strategies because they didn't realize that. I think they know it, but they were probably not forthcoming and sharing that there's a lot of there's a lot of law students out there. How do we stand out? It sounds like it would take a lot of time, Austin, to do the networking and the speaking and the social media and the email newsletters and the lecturing to students. It sounds like it would take a lot of time. Well, when you're doing what you love, it's, it's, it doesn't seem the time goes quickly. <laughs> now, um, I'm, I'm taking my marketing, the personal activities in a slightly different direction. And um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leverage uh, virtual assistants, uh, some folks from uh, offshore to assist with the kind of the pure just you know, tactical post this, that, and that sort of thing. So what I will do, I'll focus on the on the work that I love is some of the creative components slash elements, and then the actual posting and maybe even responding to some of the people that respond to my posts. I'll I'll uh, I'll share that with a, with a trusted virtual virtual uh, assistant because uh, right now I've, by design I've chosen to remain a a small firm. Choosing to remain small doesn't mean I don't leverage resources. And so that also virtual assistants will be the resources that I, I leverage in addition to some other marketing resources, maybe to help me build content and that sort of thing. Yeah. And when you enjoy, you know, this is to the attorney entrepreneurs that are out there, when you enjoy what you do, it's easier to talk about it. Like when you're really passionate and you really care about it, but whether you enjoy marketing and business development or not, you're going to have to make time for it. And if you're spending too much time billing or you're spending too much time in the administration, you're not going to have the time that you need to invest to build your law firm. And so oftentimes uh, I'm a huge, huge believer that time is our most precious asset because we can't get any more of it. It's perishable, right? Once it's gone, it's gone. Uh, you can't save it up. It's a very finite diminishing resource. And as a result, it's the most valuable resource that we have. So making sure that your practice is structured so that you have the time, whatever it is, whether you're doing it yourself or using virtual assistants, or you're using consultants, but whether, you know, whatever time it takes, but that you're having the time to be able to invest back into building your practice is absolutely key. And that's another area where we help out our clients as well. 
let me just pick you back one thing on that because uh, and I've shared in, in other podcasts that we've done together uh, LA is that uh, the selection of a professional service provider is often a an exercise in chemistry so who will I get along best with so when you're out giving talks you're at events and that sort of thing and you allow people to see who you are that goes a long way with the uh, chemistry dimension of uh, how do I go about selecting a professional service Thanks. Austin, thank you so much for joining us on Lawyer Business Advantage today. As always, lots of great tips, lots of great information. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, again, always enjoy our conversations. Thank you so much. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.